Hey, chaps. So today, you know, I really wanted to chat about winning. Winning requires understanding goalposts. You know, if you're playing a game and you don't know where the goals are, you're not going to win. <clears throat> you're not even going to know how to play. It's not even going to be fun. And then for a lot of us, you know, if you're playing a match, if you've trained and you, you show up on match day and you start playing and you do know where the goals are, you know how to score, you know how to win, but there's no scoreboard. And they're like, oh yeah, it's just a friendly match today. We're not, we're not keeping score. It's like, what's the point of playing? You know, what's, what's going on here? We, we trained and we, we want to know if we're winning or losing, you know? So likewise, a lot of us, you know, because we have either an inaccurate scoreboard or we don't know how to keep score or what to keep score of, we don't know whether we're winning or losing. Or if we are winning, people can show us a scoreboard and it's like, well, you're losing. And it's like, oh man, we're losing, you know, or vice versa. Like, oh, we're winning. And it's like, no, you're losing. You know, there's, there's this, this thing of clarity that, that we lack. Um, as a tribe. So, you know, I just wanted to give an example of this. Elijah. Elijah goes and he's absolutely winning. The dude is winning, right? He goes and he confronts the priests of Baal. He he mocks them and he totally destroys them in an epic show off uh, of their idols and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, even I think he kills them. He literally kills the clowns and destroys, you know, everyone watching, he destroys in the debate, you know, power encounter, all this stuff. And so that all happens. And it's like, in the moment, you're like, whoa, I'm winning, right? But some information comes to him that changes his mindset, changes his morale, right? Something on a scoreboard went wrong. And so he obviously feared political reprisal or he, he's like, oh crap, like, did I do the right thing? You know, and he runs off to a cave far away in the, in the wilderness. And he starts, you know, being a little victim, being a little whiny bitch. <clears throat> and he's like, oh God, am I the only one? And God has to basically say to him, like, dude, you're not the only one. There's 7,000 other dudes out there crushing. You are crushing. You're doing a good job. Go back where I where I want you to go and go do what you're meant to do. Go crush in your domain. And he's like, okay, okay, I'm winning again. Like he must have felt great. God came and spoke to him. And he feels great because he knows the 7,000 other dudes. <clears throat> and so back he goes, back into the game. And he keeps on crushing and he and he keeps on winning. <clears throat> and it's the same for us. You know, we we don't know. We have an organizational weakness. We don't know how big our tribe is. We don't know how well our tribe is doing. We don't know how many institutions we own. We don't know what uh, those institutions are doing, how well they're crushing. We don't know what our, you know, we don't know how many brothers we have. How many brothers do we have in this diaspora? You know, 7,000, 700,000. Like we don't know. But a lot of the time it's like, oh, it's just me and maybe three other dudes on Twitter. You know, <laughs> like we're the last three guys, Lord. Yeah, we are the remnant, <clears throat> you know. But it's like, man, things get super exciting when you can actually start doing, you know, this is where like the data, the data nerds uh, come in handy. You know, the accountant comes in handy because they're like, yeah, we're winning. <laughs> if you count all the beans up, we're winning. And it's like, oh, really? We're winning. I've never, I never knew. Well, we're winning and it feels great. You know, it can, your, your, your life can change like this. You know, you can feel like a bunch of crap. 
and then someone says, hey, man, uh, just 100 grand into your bank account. You're like, oh, 100 grand, that feels great. And because you're winning, like all of a sudden something changed, nothing, nothing changed, right? But in your mind, something changed because a scoreboard told you you were winning. You know, if someone called you and said, hey, man, uh, your debt has been forgiven. Boom, something changes. We're winning. If someone calls you and says, hey, man, got the test results back. Uh, your cancer is clear. Boom, you're winning, right? There's a, a measurable score on something that we're trying to achieve and that changes our morale, right? So a second a second story here is, is the story of Gideon, right? He takes 300 men in the middle of the night with pots um, and they surround the enemy encampment. The enemy encampment must have been like tens of thousands of soldiers and he, he surrounds them on the hills breaks out torches, they all shout, and, and you know, in the darkness, this the, the terror of the Lord falls upon this camp, and this camp, the scoreboard, says to this camp of 10,000 soldiers, oh crap, we're surrounded, oh crap, we're going to die, we're losing, something switches, they run away. And it's the same for us, you know, it's the same for us, the news is just telling us every day, you're losing, you're a loser, you've lost, you're losing, you're a loser, you've lost. And we believe it, right? And so what do we do? We run away from the institutions. We run away from power. We, our mindset changes and we, we go into defeat. We go into punishment. We go into victimhood and sob story and sad crap, you know? What does it mean to be a man after God's heart? This is where David was such an exceptional man. Saul, right? Samuel, the prophet says to Saul, he's like, dude, there's going to be a battle. There's going to be, you know, hundreds of thousands of Philistines against your little 30K group of, of little Israeli boys. Wait for me one week to come and offer the sacrifice. Then we'll fight and the, and the Lord will fight for us. Uh, Saul is looking at the scoreboard and he's like, ah, ah, we've lost on the scoreboard before the game even starts. We've lost. I, I'm, I have no confidence. I've crapped my pants. And he offers the sacrifice himself. Uh, you know, and because he's afraid, he's not a faithful man. He's not a man after God's heart. David, on the other hand, is a man after God's heart, right? He doesn't care what the circumstances are. He doesn't care what the scoreboard says, what the news says. He's like, no, no, no. God said, God is my number one scoreboard. You know, same with Elijah. God told me 7,000 other men. I don't have to see the other 7,000 other men. God told me. Same with David. He's like, God said, I'm going to be king. That's good enough for me. Like, I don't have to act out of, oh, I'm not king. Oh, I need to insecurity and all this stuff, you know. So it's the same for us, right? This whole thing of, of being faithful. But it comes with understanding what our goal is. What is our win? What does winning look like for us? <clears throat> Rob, regarding morale in battle, the point in which battles become slaughters is when one side is routed and turns to run from their enemy. Those animal spirits take over. And the real slaughter begins. Yeah, it's when we fold. You know, that's when we, we yeah, you know, you, you never want to be the guy who folds. And a lot of times we fold. So if you don't know that there are 7,000 other men, you will go die in a cave alone. You know, you'll, you'll fold and run to a cave to, to die alone because you don't know that there's 7,000 other men out there just crushing clown world. When you know that there's 7,000 other men, you're like, okay, like I'm going to be one of them. I'm going to go and crush misinformation and demoralization 
can rout a superior enemy by making them think that they are inferior. It's exactly like you say there, Rob. It's like, oh man, you know, 300 dudes in the hills with, with pots and fire. You don't know because it's pitch dark. You don't know if it's only 300 dudes and they're all shouting and there's an echo effect and you're like, oh, and run, you know, run, run for the hills. And, and that happens to us institutionally. You know, the news, the schools, the, the clown pastors, you know, uh, you know, all these crazy government officials, you know, they just, it's an echo effect to try and misinformation and demoralize, misinform and demoralize us. And then when we outrage or we fold, they win. And it's like, no, 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 chaps, we need to take appropriate score. What is the real score of what's going on? And simultaneously, what are, what is actually winning? What does winning look like? You know, and for so many guys, we've been misinformed. We've been memed that winning is going to the state capitol in our sweet Hawaiian shirts and, and killing people. Like, that's winning, guys. And it's like, no, no, no. That is, that's, that's a false goalpost. That's the halfway flag, not a goalpost. But they're all telling you, oh, yeah, kick the ball over there, moron. Kick the ball over there. And it's like, oh, okay, kick the ball. And it's like, you just lost the game and gave them the ball. Because you, you miss you were misinformed about what the goalpost was. And so for us, this real goalpost for us is institutions, institutional power. You know, you ask me like, hey, Scott, what's like, what's the goal? What's the goal of this boog, you know, of this tribal survival game mission of your tribe? And it's like, we want institutional power. We want to, to capture or copy every institution that is acting on our people. And instead of acting on our people, they, they, we will weaponize them to act for our people. You know, that's Christian nationalism. It's not, it's not the church running the government. It's not, a, you know, a Christian president who is the Pope, you know, or, or whatever. It's hundreds of thousands of Christian men crushing in their domains, leading in their institutions. That's Christian nationalism, a nation of Christian men who are ruling the normies under their institutions. And, and the normies, they're called normies because they follow the social norms. Who are setting the social norms? The Christian men who are running the institutions. They set the norms for this institution. All the normies filter into it and, oh, this is what we do. This is what we do. You put a freaking transvestite clown in charge of an institution, you can have a bunch of religious normies and they'll be like, oh, I mean, this is what we do. Just honor the honor the clown, just this is what we do. You know, that is Christian nationalism, is this thing of like how many Christian men, God-fearing, after God's heart, bold, integrous Christian men, can we get to crush in their domains, in their institutions, and set the societal norms? That's, that's the goal. You know, that's the win. The win is, is, you know, what are the institutions that we have power over without having to fight anybody, marriage, children, homeschooling, you know, raising, being a patriarch, you know, protecting your wife from feminism, protecting your children from crazy clowns, indoctrinating them from like K through 21, you know, that, that, that those are institutions, uh, you know, your own personal wealth and finances, that's an institution. But then we get to, to, to institutions that now you've got to fight other people for. You're fighting the clowns, a tug of war with the clowns over the, these institutions, you know, and that's media, that's ministry, that's economy, that's government. Each of those have institutions, you know. So, for instance, you're fighting them over church leadership. You're fighting them over seminary leadership. 
You're fighting them over magazine publications, publishing houses, news houses. You're fighting them over academies, schools, curriculums, school councils. You're fighting them over, you know, chamber of commerces. You're, you're fighting them over, uh, you know, big corporate boards. You know, you're fighting them over uh, NGOs and advocacy groups. Uh, you're fighting them in charities. You know, all of these are tug of war things. You know, running for for office, bureaucratic employment positions. These are all a tug of war with other people that we have to displace, and not through flesh and blood, freaking Hawaiian shirts. That's stupid. That's 60 IQ misinformation. No, it's through the legal processes. It's through being gentle as doves and wise as serpents. You know, and that's where it becomes so fun. It's like feds are welcome <laughs> because we're going to become the feds. You know, our guys are going to be running the FBI. Our guys are going to be in the CIA. Our guys are going to be in the local bureaucracy, in the federal bureaucracy. Our guys are going to be the ones running institutions. So it's like, yeah. Feds are welcome because our guys are going to become feds or we're going to convert feds and they're going to be like, yeah, no, it's a pretty good, uh, it's a pretty good idea. I'd like to be a Christian. I'd like to repent and serve this, this King of Kings. Uh, it sounds, sounds pretty great. Where do I sign up? Where's the dotted line? Where do I cut my hand? Oh, oh, we don't cut our hand here. Oh, it's on the CIA. Oh, okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. No, I just, I just thought, no, ju just testing you guys. Yeah. Afro NRX. Welcome brother. The methods of the father of lies. Yeah, man. And, and we're immune to it now. You know, we're immune to this crap now. We, we, our eyes have been opened. You know, God has given us wisdom. You know, the spirit of truth absolutely shatters, you know, the lies and the liars and, and the clowns and their plans. And so, you know, getting in, into this thing of that's our win. Our win is as many Christian men as possible taking institutional dominion over the normies, gatekeeping the clowns, you know, just winning. What are the scoreboards for that, you know? And the scoreboards are, okay, we can start to see what does it mean to win, you know? How, you know, are we, are our guys married? Are the marriages healthy and energizing? Are our guys having children and are the children being kept in our own frame? You know, they're not being farmed out, you know, to, to uh, hostile institutions. You know, how are your finances? Are you winning with your finances? Are you out of slavery? Are you working your own economy? you know, health. Are we going to live? You know, if you're a man, man, there's a crazy story about the Scottish and English uh, crowns back in the 1300s, 1400, maybe 1400s. But the English king and the Scottish kings were, they were fighting each other all the time, a lot of animosity. And eventually there was a good uh, a king, you know, two kings eventually down the line where, where they were like, hey, we're going to mend we're going to mend things here. And so they were in, in discussions. They were in uh, negotiations. I think there was going to be like an intermarriage. And the bloody bugger, he, he's riding his horse home in the middle of the night. And his horse, his, the Scottish king, his horse walks off a cliff and he dies. You know, the, the guy dying now throws into the spanner. Like there's now a huge secession fight. And then boom, they're all back to fighting again and stuff. Because the guy died. The institutional head died. Your health, chaps, is not just for you. Your health is for every institution that you have power in. You know, if you're if you're a man who's just crushing for the Lord, who's a man who's, whose heart is after God, you want to live on this earth, 
your full 80 or full 120 years, whichever the Bible verse you're taking, you know, a man's years are 80 years or a man's years are 120 years. Like, Lord, I'll take it, either one or an ag aggregation of the two. But it's like you want to live fully on this earth, just absolute. You know, you look at a guy like Donald, he's, he's still, you know, into his 80s, he's going to be wielding institutional power. And that should be the same for all of us. None of this retirement stuff, none of this, you know, oh, just, you know, I'm 60 now and getting fat and just going to get an RV and go down to Florida. It's like you don't retire from a war. You don't retire from being an absolute tribal king. You crush even harder. And I think that's it. You know, that's the great thing with, with age. I think a lot of guys are like, yeah, fathered my children, you know, crushed my institutions. And now I'm in this age of life where it's like I can go hard at stuff, you know, and not fear death and, and all this stuff. I think it, I think it's a, a really cool, really cool place to be. Alrighty. So a great, a great uh, model of this is in South Africa there was there was a a brotherhood that uh, formed in the in the late 19 teens. Um, you know, South Africa was under British uh, control. All the institutions were British and loyal to the crown. <clears throat> and so this bunch of Afrikaans boys were like, right, boys, we're going to bloody take things over over here. Okay. We're going to bloody infiltrate. How's my Afrikaans there, Marcel? So, you know, they, they basically had like, I don't know, 800 dudes who took instant, and they were, they were almost working solely in, in government and media um, and they were backed economically, obviously, but, but government bureaucracy positions, elected government positions and media positions, right? Influential media positions where they were influencing societal, uh, you know, voting choices and, and frame and all this stuff. And it took them, it took them 30 years and, and they, they won a democratic election against the, the, the incumbent government and they took power and they had all their guys and boom, you know, it was an amazing uh, project, but they, they knew what the win was, right? For them, the win was institutional power over the, the government mechanisms, the media mechanisms, you know, and it obviously took men who were economically um, able to support all of this. And, it, and it's a great template and it's the same for us, you know, and, and that, that's not, you know, that, that's the same for many places that have had, you know, very successful tribal in-group uh, institutional game plans you know you look at you look at at the indians in south africa the jews in america or the jews pretty much anywhere wherever there's a diaspora you know the greeks as well and 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 to a certain extent uh the portuguese in in africa they they know that okay we're not going to get democratic power you know we we're too small the afrikaners were at least an equal size block to the english whereas the 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 Indians or the Jews uh, or the, the Portuguese, it's like, okay, we're not going to get dem democratic power. We are the demographic minority in a demographic war, you know? So it's like, number one, we're all going to have 10 kids, inshallah. But number two, okay, our focus is not necessarily governmental. Our focus is going to be these other three, economy, media, and ministry. And we're going to go hard here and create some form of tribal sovereignty so that even though if we can't get the machinery of government, we ourselves are, you know, it's the Amish. They, they definitely aren't engaging in, in the government sphere, uh, but they have their own totally, 
totally sovereign in economy and media and ministry uh, to the rest of Clown World. You know, and it's a phenomenal template. You've got to look at these templates and admire the in-group preference. You know, be like, man, these guys are GigaChad social credit. You know, GigaChad social technology. <clears throat> Rob, for those struggling with Boog fantasies, Dio Vindici, which means God will vindicate. God is our avenger. Vengeance is his. It is our mission to survive, piss earth, <laughs> to carry forward our traditions, values, and worship our Lord. Yeah, and that's the remnant. You know, it's this whole thing of like, you know, when there's, here's the, here's the thing, right? What is the goal of the clowns? You know, we talk about what is our win. Our win is dominion of Christian men. What is the win of clowns? It's to, it's to destroy Christian men. That's their win. Like we win when we destroy Christian men. Now they know they can't do it through flesh and blood because we'd clean up, right? So they want to do it institutionally, right? So there's an institutional war, right? How do you destroy Christian men institutionally? And that's why they're so far ahead of the game, you know, subverting institutions, weaponizing institutions, uh, and then just absolutely, they're, they're brilliant. They're phenomenal at it, you know? And so our thing is, is to survive long enough to build our own institutions or to capture and, and play them at their own game, subvert, you know, capture or copy these institutions and play, play the institutional game. You know, it literally is this thing of like, you know, we've been playing, we've been playing uh, soccer. I suppose that's a game that everyone kind of understands, kick a ball through a, into a net, you know, we've been playing soccer and we, we are like, okay, chaps, the rules are you're not allowed to touch the ball with your hands you're not allowed to have more than 10 players on the field. And so we abide by those rules. We're like, okay, those are the rules. The other team are like, no, we'll put 50 dudes on the field. We'll pick up the ball and put it under our jersey and run up and, and score. And we are appealing to the referee and like, oh, ref, look what they're doing. And the referee's like, didn't see it. I'm actually one of theirs. <laughs> you know, because they got the referee. They, the referee is one of them. And so, you know, for us, it's like, okay, how do we... How do we figure this out? How do we survive this game? Number one, we start, like, how do we play it at their game? You know, how do we not be little principled conservatives who are just happy to outrage and fold? Outrage and fold, but at least our outrage to my principles. So that's exactly it. You know, it's, it's we've got to survive. Uh, we've got to figure out, like, number one is survival. You know, even it's like, yes, we want to go and crush, but number one, survive. And, and the easiest way to survive is to unplug from expecting the referee to be fair, from expecting the other team to play fair, you know? And that frees you. You become so free. You know, we're free because it's like, man, like, okay, these aren't my institutions. These aren't my people. It makes sense why they keep hitting me in the balls whenever I come on by and say, hey, guys, hit me in the balls. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, I'm not going to go over there anymore and get hit in the balls. Like, awesome. I'm glad I know this. And life is so much better now because we're not putting our hope in the referee. We're not putting our hope in the other team playing fair. It's like, no, no, no. My hope is in God. You know, it's David against any circumstance, you know, Gideon against any circumstance. It's like, my hope is in God. My hope's not in the referee. My hope is in God. My hope's not in their institutions. You know, so that's my survival mindset. And then also like, all right, Lord, you're going to teach me how to take ground. You're going to teach me how to move into kingship and dominion and and that's where we got to get hopeful you know a lot of guys are like oh it's no use brother 
You know, that's what happened with the Israelites when they come out of Egypt. They've been cruising around the desert for 40 years. Well, it was before 40 years even. They're cruising around the desert for a year. And Moses sends 12 spies into the promised land. You know, and the spies come back. And two of them are like, it's on, chaps. Let's freaking go. And the other 10 are like demoralization and misinformation. We, we can't do it. You know, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. They're just huge giants. They're going to kill us all. You know, and, and that's where, you know, for a lot of us, it's like, no, 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 guys. Like, stop believing the misinformation. Like, God wants us to go in and occupy because it's not us. It's, yes, we are his vessels. We are his, we are his hands. We are his, Lord, I'll do anything you tell me to go do. But it's literally, it's the willingness to go and then God goes before us. It's the willingness to step out and then God directs our steps. You know, so when they eventually do go into the promised land 40 years later, because they disobeyed and were fearful, they, they start speaking to the people. Uh, I think it was to, you know, when, when they go into the city and, and stay in, I think it's Rahab or whatever, maybe. Anyway, one of, one of the, the, the ladies who hides the, the new spies, she's like, yeah, our people are petrified of you. You know, our people are trembling. We've heard of you coming from the desert for 40 years and we're petrified and our hearts are melting. And it's like, what? You know, because God had, had, had gone ahead. And we have to have that same mindset. You know, Dio Vendici. Marcel, <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you, Marcel. This is about the extent of my Afrikaans, to be very honest. You know, I'm not very proud of it. But uh, 12 years of Afrikaans uh, second language was not very kind to me. It's, uh, it's a bit of a shame. I would personally like to very much be fluent, but I am not. Drongo, uh, the right knows the rule book, but not the scoreboard. Dude, that is brilliant. The right knows the rule book. That's it. We, we know the rules. Play by the rules. You know, and our enemy are just like, let's write another rule that we're not going to stick to. <laughs> Here's another rule. The left knows the scoreboard, but not the rule book. Yeah. And they don't, they don't care about the rule book because they know how to score and they own the referee. Neither win in a sense. Yeah. You know, that's it. To be a leftist and, and you know, to be a clown is, is selling your soul to the devil. You don't win. You, you get, you know, it's that whole thing of, of the devil offering Jesus, you know, he's like, if you'll just bow down to me, I'll give you the keys to all the earth. And it's like, well, number one devil, I'm going to come take it from you anyways. But it's like, it's that whole thing of, you know, to become a clown, you have to sell your soul to the devil. Uh, Drongo, the right without morale, just pass the ball around without going offside or off the field while the clowns grab the ball with their hands and run into the goal. Something like this. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a great analogy. It, it is that whole thing of like, we care so much about the rules. And it's like, are they the actual rules? No, no, no. Just our enemies wrote them and now we, we conserve them. You know, it's exactly that. Whereas the left don't care about rules. They care about power. They care about winning. And they're very good at winning because we're very bad at winning. But not anymore. Not anymore. All right. Let me get to my sweet notes over here. All right. So, so it is this whole thing. You know, I was like, our win is to get Christian men taking dominion in their institutions, in their domain, right? There's a great analogy that I had, you know, a while back, my wife and I, we were uh, this one week, you know, on a Monday, we were at, you know, the grocery store and I parked there and a guy take, you know, he's like, Hey man, can you jump my car? So I'm like, sweet jump, you know, help him jump his car. Then another, you know, I think Tuesday or Wednesday, we're at, you know, at, at another shop or something. And I pull into the, the parking lot 
And the guy's like, hey, man, can you jump my car? And I'm like, okay, twice in one week. That's pretty cray-cray. I never get asked twice in one week. Anyway, that's fine. Then we're on the Friday night. We're going out to to a, a church service uh, with some friends. And so I stop in at the gas station. And I get out, put the, the nozzle in my car, and start pumping gas. And the guy at the other side of the, the pump, he's like, hey, man, can you can you jump my car? <laughs> So now I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm listening. What the heck are you saying? Get in the car and uh, we're, we're on the way to this church service. And I tell my wife, I'm like, God's trying to tell me something. Like three times in one week, jumper cables, what's going on here? And so we get to the church service and the guy preaching is like, uh, he said something to the effect of like, you know, the, the church is so impotent. The church is so uh, dead to the culture or impotent to the culture that you have to have jumper cables just to get everybody out the parking lot on a Sunday. And my heart just like left within me. And I was like, yes, like this is, this is the thing of domain, you know? And so I, that, that kind of analogy has stuck with me so much is with the thing of domain, ministry, media, economy, government, so many Christian boys, you know, we're like, God, I'll do anything for you, Lord. God, my heart is, I just want to please you, Lord. And so what do we do? We go park our calling we go park our gift in the church parking lot because there's no space for us. 90% of us, there's no space for our gift in ministry. There's only one microphone. There's only one pastor. There's only, you know, one worship leader. Like after like, I don't know how many spots in the ministry slot, like chaps, there's no space. We're going to have to just park your gift in the parking lot. And so we just park our gift in the parking lot. You know, we come to church every Sunday. We go to church every Tuesday night. We go to church every Friday morning. You know, we're like, oh God, I'll do anything for you, God. And like, there's no opportunity. Like, you're just not, like, I'm not feeling it. Like, my gift is not being honored here. My, and, and so like, we run our battery down and we just park and our tires go flat. You know, when God is like, I, I feel this thing of domain is like, let's get some jumper cables going. Let's pump some tires up. And let's go crush in our domain. Let's go absolutely roll this bus with some clowns in our domain. And so, you know, 90% of Christian guys, if we can get away from the parking lot and start cruising into our domain, you know, that's this thing of just absolute king energy for us, you know, of, of winning is to get men out of the parking lot and into their domains, you know, and then it's great. Like we're crushing, we're taking fire. We've got clown bugs smattering on our windscreen, you know, our fender's a bit dented. It's like, great, come back into the church parking lot, get cleaned up. Like that's the role of the priest, right? That's the role of the pastor is sanctify the man. You know, cut, we, we can come back and camp here together and clean up our cars, clean up our, our, our gift, right? Clean up, have feedback. Like guys, you won't believe what happened. You know, testimony, encouragement, you know, or maybe you took a few hits, you need a bit of love and then jumper cables and we're back into our, our calling. Like that's the role of a church, right? is not to park all the guys in the parking lot. It's to soup them up and send them out. You know, and so that's what is just super exciting. Un-Canadian, welcome, brother. Great day to crush. Yorkshire, greetings from Germany. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Greetings. So I wanted to, to really hit on this, on this thing now for us, you know. So, so we know what winning is. It's you guys going and taking dominion. So what are some of those things? What are some of those institutions? You know, so we, we've hit on this. The first institution is marriage and children. And, and, and you guys, you know, you, what we do with this, we don't just be like, okay, marriage and children, marriage and children. It's just a, it's like saying diversity is our strength. You know, it's like, okay, marriage and children. Like, is it just a statement? It's like, no, no, no. 
you guys need to you guys need to, to define for yourself what does winning look like for you with marriage and children and it's going to be different for each guy but each guy needs to win so you need to define what does winning look like and for a lot of guys you know we've seen marriages they're like yes that's a marriage i really like or you've seen dudes you're like that guy's a giga chad at marriage start emulating them start you know if you can meet up with them if you can or if it's reading their books or watching their stuff or you know yeah if you can meet up with them and be discipled by them or or just be around people who have winning marriages winning children what does it look like for your children to win what does it look like to be a winning father and a winning husband you've got to you've got to spend some time chaps what does winning look like because only when you know what it looks like can you head towards it you know only once we have a picture of giga chad can we start plotting yeah, we don't fold when when we're not at Giga Chad, right? So so like me, you know, like I want 10 children. Because I don't have children, does that mean, oh, we're resentful, we're victims? It's like, no, no, no. It's just like, hey, we pray to the Lord. We admire the guys with 10 children. We're like, God bless you guys. Like, we bless you guys, man. Because one day, we want your testimony to be our testimony. What do you do when you see someone with an amazing marriage, with an amazing family? You're like, that's where I'm plotting towards, you know? Same thing goes with your health, right? Your health is an institution. My whole story about that Scottish guy falling off a cliff is because you dying is bad for the group. It's bad for the tribe. It's bad for your institutions. Stay frick alive. So again, what does it look like? What is Giga Chad health? And no, it's not literal Giga Chad because a lot of us don't have four hours to spend in the gym. But for a guy that you're like, yeah, that's healthy. That's high energy. I would like to kind of move towards that energy. You've got to understand what winning is for you. You know, for some guys like, yeah, man, I'm going to be shredded for the beach. Like that's winning for me and that's achievable. Great. For other guys, it's just like, yeah, I want to lower my blood pressure or, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds. Like that's winning. And now you can start measuring it. You can have a scoreboard. Um, and then wealth and status. You know, this is another personal institution for us. You know, who is winning at wealth and status that fits your kind of vision for winning? You know, how can you start slowly plotting towards that giga chad winning image you've got to understand like what does it look like to be a winner with money and then what do i need to do to start becoming like that you know that's going to be your scoreboard you know do i like for us it's like okay i haven't been good at this but it's like i need to start tracking my money again you know when we were on a burn we we did the whole dave ramsey thing and it's like our win was getting out of debt right and and it was clear and you're listening to his podcast every week and you're listening to the testimonies and you're tracking your, your budget every week. We are tracking our budget. And it's like those two things alone, tracking our budget and listening to the podcast every week, we cruise to our goal because we had clarity of the win. We knew what the win was and we were take a guy who is a good uh, giga chat five, 10 years down the road from me. You know, who is a guy in my kind of domain that I would like to emulate, that I would like to be like, that I would like to admire and be like, okay, that's a testimony I'm going to take. Because th that's a big thing for us, chaps, is, is understanding our, our responsibility is to gain stature with God and man so that we can wield institutional power. So, so what does winning look like in my status, in my domain? You know, who's a guy with, with good confidence, with good, who carries himself like I would like to carry myself? You know, a lot of guys are like, oh, man, that's LARPing. That's just weird stuff, man, like acting like another guy. And it's like, Dude, we've been acting like other guys since the day we were born. We acted like, like our dad. We acted like the teacher that we liked. We acted like the TV shows that we saw. Art changes. You know, I can speak with a deeper, I can meme myself into, <clears throat> I can meme myself into speaking in a deeper voice. And if I do this, chaps, for one week, 
I promise you right now, this will become my normal speaking voice. You can, I'm telling you, chaps, you can bloody meme yourself into all sorts of bloody things. Know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to do that because this is more natural for me. This is what, this is obviously I've, you know, this voice tone is something I thought was a win at some time in my life. You know, you look at gay guys, gay guys, a win for them. A gay guy must talk like this, darling. You know, and they end up, they end up living that meme. They end up becoming that. Same for us, chaps, you know, physiognomy, uh, persona. It's not a gay, proud, prideful, a gay pride. It's not a prideful thing. It's not a gay thing to look at another man and be like, I would like to emulate him. It's a good thing. You know, if it's like, if you're a farmer, like, yeah, man, what does the ideal farmer look like? What does a winning farmer look like? Because chaps, that's half of life is like, we want to feel like we're winning. And when you feel like you're winning, you win most of the time. Rob, are you winning, son? Uh, bloody well am, let me tell you. Uh, monitoring any behavior will alter the behavior. Example, if you write down what you eat, you will change how you eat. This applies in all domains. Exactly, man, it's the scoreboard. You know, you, we've got to keep a scoreboard. And it's a bit tiresome, you know, but if you can get into like a weekly score, you know, daily scoreboard is like, okay, now things are, are happening. You know, but if you can't do that, a weekly scoreboard. Weekly scoreboard of what are a few things that I can measure that are making sure that I win, that are improving uh, towards my GigaChat idea of winning. So those are the things that are things that we can control. The next thing is now economic projects, right? What economic projects do I want to do uh, that are winning for me? You know, so like for me, it's like I want a I want a homestead. That's an economic project. I want an investment, a property investment group, you know, or, or business or club of guys. That's that. Okay. So like, those are two pictures for me of like, that's winning, right? So you want to now, are we growing our own food or like, you know, are you, uh, you know, a scoreboard for these things with, with like, with property is like, how many offers are you making every week? You know, or like how many phone calls for a lot of guys with business. So let's say like, oh, I want to sell. I want to be a great salesman. It's like, how many phone calls have you made this week? That's a scoreboard, right? And then you can, you can be like, okay, you can then keep even better score of like, you know, 30 guys said no, 10 guys said yes. My, you know, now you start like seeing like, okay, if I phone 40 dudes, 10 guys will say yes, you know, and you start and it's like, wow, I can keep score and I can become better at this. Like, oh, now I'm getting better. Now 20 guys are saying yes, you know, and, and it's great just keeping score at things. Same in the gym. You know, you go to the gym, you go with a plan, you know, on your phone or your little card or whatever. Of like, I'm going to do, you know, three sets of 10 reps of this weight. And you do that over and over again. Yeah, I can do that now. I'm going to, I'm going to go up and you can actually start tracking your gains. You know, it's really cool. Scoreboards. All right. So that's economic projects. We should all, you know, with our, with our economy, with our business, what does my business look like? A lot of guys, myself included, when, when we kind of just, we're, we're just in the slog, we're just in the daily grind and we're like, we've lost sight of what winning is. And now we're just maintaining or we're just grinding or we're just answer, you know, putting out fires and plugging holes. We need to get back with our business, whatever your income is, whatever your job is, whatever your business is, what does winning look like for me? And start, start talking about that, chaps. You know, talk with your wife, talk with your friends, talk to yourself, you know, journal, talk to the Lord, record yourself. You know, I, I think for a lot of guys, if you're a verbal, pro I'm a verbal processor, right? I struggle to write things. I'll write things down like bullet points. But then if I can talk about them, 
like, okay, this is great. So if I need to like talk through something like a decision or whatever, I'll go and talk to my wife because I get to talk it through or I'll go, I'll call a mate and I get to talk it through. Or a lot of time when I'm driving, I'll just record myself and just talk. And I don't need to listen to it again. I can just, okay, great. I talked. It's the idea of recording your processing. You know, some of you guys are, are writing or internal uh, processors. Bloody good for you. You know, jeez. I have no idea what I'm going to say until I say it. Now, that's a liability. Let me tell you. All righty. Um, media projects. You know, so a lot of you guys, again, it, it might not be your domain. And that's okay. But if you are dabbling in it, like, why not, why not start tracking, you know, why not start tracking and not to get like crazy. Uh, no, but, but, but this is it. What is a win to you? What is a win to you in the media domain? And, and I will say all of us are in the media domain in this way that we are being media do dominated, you know? So what is a win for me in how I use social media? What is a win for me in how I use YouTube and, and, you know, how I do uh, news? What is a win for me? You know, what does it look like for me to be winning? in this, you know, so for a lot of you guys who are just consuming media, it's like, oh yeah, I would actually like to be more intentional with my focus. I would like to only listen to this kind of topic, or I would, I would only like to, you know, associate with positive stuff. That's make, not making me outrage and not making me fold. Like that's great scoreboards, right? How many times did I fold this week and why? <laughs> and then for the guys who are producing in the media domain, you know, it's like, who is your audience? Like, what does winning look like for you? What is what is your message? What is, what is it you want to achieve? What does winning look like in this domain? You know, so like for me, winning is 7,000 men going like, yo, no, I understand my domain. I'm going to go crush. Like that's winning for me is you guys going and crushing your domains. And then like, how do I know I'm winning? So when like you guys are like, oh, now, you know, I've got, I've got a few followers on Twitter. I've got a few followers on YouTube. And they're like, yep, I'm crushing. And it's like freaking I'm winning. Like I'm winning, you know, and it feels great because I know what winning is. And then, and then the scoreboard is like, you know, I can be like, oh yeah, you know, a hundred guys watched this video or like, you know, 10 guys messaged me and said, Hey man, I'm crushing. You know, it's like, great. Like there's actually a score that you can keep. And then government projects. So again, you know, we're all involved in it. What does winning look like in government? Now take that local, right? Because again, federal is a bunch of crap that we can't affect until we get to that level. So we don't, don't usurp the crown. You've got to work your way up the ladder. We start local. What is a winning government? What does me winning in government locally look like? You know, for a lot of guys like, oh yeah, I don't really care. Maybe, maybe just knowing who the sheriff is, knowing who the governor, uh, the, uh, the mayor is, you know, or like for some of you guys, like winning in the government, in the government domain here is like, oh wait, here's what, uh, for a lot of you guys who are consumers of government, where's the low crime area? Uh, where's the low tax area? Where's the family friendly area? You know, learning all the loopholes of like, that's winning for me. I'm in the best possible place I can be. For a lot of you guys, that's a winning thing if you're just consuming it. But for the guys who want to produce in the government area, you know, it's what is winning? Okay, winning a local council seat or going for local state rep or going onto the school board or, you know, whatever little bureaucratic job is opening up of like, yeah, that would be a win for me. Then what are the scoreboards? You know, like, am I showing up at the local council meetings? Am I canvassing my, you know, am I going around to all the church pastors and be like, hey man, I'm a Christian guy. Um, can we meet up and chat? I would like your backing for my election or, you know, or I've got a project. I've got a government project. I would like to start getting guys, you know, I've got a, I've got a, an NGO I want to start 
or I've got a, an advocacy group I'm pushing, you know, like start organizing, you know, what is, what is your scoreboard? What does success look like? So there's so many things there. And then obviously for the ministry guys, you know, the guys who are in ministry, what does winning look like for you? You know, for a lot of you guys, I think the default mode of, of ministry is just like, well, love people and make sure people are in my pew. But it's like, what is actually winning? You know, what is, who is the, the guy, the giga chad in your domain and, and what does winning look like? And then what is my scoreboard and, and act that appropriately? And I think for all of us who are consuming the ministry domain, it's, it's good to ask that for ourselves. You know, what is winning look like for me being just involved as a, as a, a partaker in the, in the ministry domain, you know, and then keeping score. There's two, there's two aspects here. There's, there's strategy and then there's action operation, you know? So for us, a lot of guys are action heavy and they just want to go and crush. And then a lot of guys are, are strategy heavy and they just want to conceptualize and plan. Both are good, but we need to do them both together. You know? So the winning part is like, what is my win? For a lot of you guys, just asking that is like, well done. You're now engaged in strategy. You know, what is my win? What are the best two or three ways to move towards that? And how do I keep a scoreboard? But then for a lot of us, we need to move into action. You know, so one of the things I do for myself, because I'm far more a strategy guy than an action guy. But one of the things we really need to do is like, okay, what are the next three actions I can take towards this win? You know, okay, winning, I've defined winning. You know, for me, winning is 7,000 dudes going and crushing in their domain and becoming the top of their hierarchies and their institutions. So that's my win, right? What are the next three actions that I can, you know, I can do towards that? It's like, okay, I can live stream every day. You know, write that down, live stream every day. I can uh, tweet and, you know, shite post and mock and, you know, just be in the media domain there. It's like, do that every day. Okay, I can do that every day. Um, and I can uh, message guys and call guys and I can uh, reach out to guys who are, are crushing. And so, okay, you know, so now I've got three action steps that I can take towards winning. And so now I can, I can start doing it, right? I can start doing it. And, you know, after a couple of weeks of, of doing this, it's like, is there a scoreboard? Is there a visible result coming back towards my win? You know, and like, yep, your guys are, are watching my, my channel or they're starting to crash or they've, oh man, I've been crashing all along. Thank you for showing me that I was crashing. It's like, okay, stuff is happening, right? So there's a, a, a feedback, there's a scoreboard. And then I can, I can look at my scoreboard and be like, okay, do I need to adjust anything? Do I need to try something new? Do I need to add stuff? Can I take stuff away? So this is what we need to be asking for ourselves is, is what's our win? We, we need to constantly come back at least once a week, but, but every day. Come back. What is my win in doing this thing? What is my win with my family, my health, my finances? What is my win in my domain? And then action. What are my next three actions? You know, so it's like with, with, with family, you know, it's like, what is my win with marriage? It's like, well, I would like, I would like an energizing and peaceful marriage. You know, I just want peace. It's like, okay, what are the next three actions? It's like, well, let's read, let's read a book together, you know, and find, find someone who's, who recommends a really good book on marriage. Uh, let's go, uh, let's go meet uh, for a movie and have a date night. You know, uh, people say that that's good. Let's go, let's go out and have a date. Um, and then it's like, uh, you know, whatever your little actions are, it's like, you can always find action towards your win. You know, same with your kids. It's like, okay, what does winning look like? Okay. What's an action? Take them out of public school, you know, make sure they're not eating a bunch of crap sugars and, and all the stuff. 
probably don't give them a cell phone. You know, like what, what are actions? It's just like it's there's always actions towards our win. Praise God. Well, boys, I think I'm, uh, I think that was a good little rant for the night. And uh, just to recap it all, you know, I think the biggest thing for us is either not knowing we're winning and like a lot of you guys are winning. You know, if you actually start writing down your, your life, you know, those, those areas, those institutional areas and be like, what is my win? We're either being memed into being like, because I'm not giga Chad, I'm losing. And it's like, no, no, no. Like just step, as long as you're taking actions, you're winning. It's when we stop taking actions that we start losing, you know, start taking actions and you're winning. Know where you're going, start taking actions and you're winning. And then the second thing is, is start keeping score. You know, my wife and I, we, we have a little chalkboard. On the one side, it says big audacious prayers. You know, it's things that we're, uh, we're hoping for and we're praying towards. And, you know, a lot of it is like, yeah, half, half like controllable by me. But you're like, you're praying for like, God, I'm going to need you to come through on these things because they're big audacious prayers, you know. And then on the other side of the board, we have testimonies, Right. So like anytime anything cool happens, we'll write a testimony down. It's basically, it's keeping score of the good things that happen in your life. It's keeping score of winning, you know? So it's like, uh, you know, uh, this, this guy reached out to me and invited me to this thing. Or like this guy, uh, you know, did this and, and you know, bought my product. Or like whatever is a, a great testimony for you of winning, write it down, you know? And like before you know it, you have a board just full of just win, 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 too much winning. Winning so much, they'll say, please stop winning. That's how much winning there is. God bless you, boys. Love you. And uh, praise the Lord. Inshallah.